Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day. We find ourselves in the house of the Lord. Thank you that we find ourselves in the gathering of those who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, We have understood that there's only one way to the Father, and it's through his Son. We pray that your word would open up to us, that we would understand your thoughts, that we would understand your purposes, that we might walk in them, that we might fulfill your pleasure. We were created for your pleasure to fill the earth with glory, Lord. Uh, rebellion, sin, disobedience has come in, has assaulted man and tainted his approach. Uh, we pray, Father, that you wash us with the blood of Jesus and that we have clarity of thought and we have purity of heart, that we walk in your ways all the days of our life and mercy and goodness shall follow us, Lord. We pray that you make us transparent so that we might be receptive to you. We pray that your Holy Spirit might impress your word upon our hearts so that it might direct our steps and we might see the fulfillment of our purpose upon the earth, Lord. Bless the families in this church. Bless the men, the women, the children. We pray, Father God, that your word would prosper in our hearts, that it would flourish and give forth the fruit of a good seed planted in good heart that gives forth a harvest that glorifies you, Lord. Uh, Father, that your word not return void, that it would be pressing in our hearts and that we might consider and take it to heart and meditate on these things so that we might save our souls and that we might capture your purpose in this life. Bless your word and prosper it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So um, very unusual. I Probably the first time um, that I will approach uh, a word uh, in, in this house. We've, we've been saturating uh, the existence out of men. Uh, we, we, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Spanish meal called fufu de platano. Um, it's when you grab bananas and you just mash them, mash them, mash them, mash them. We've been mashing the men uh, so much so that the women feel, well, there's no place for us. Well, today, God just pressed hard upon my heart to address women. And, and, that it, and, and the purpose is because I've been with my spiritual antennas up recently and have seen the great assault. Uh, how how um, in the last days... Uh, the distortion of what a woman is uh, is part of the fiasco of craziness upon planet Earth. I, I consider it the devil's strategic uh, military uh, format that if he could set a woman on a tailspin, um, her welcome back, Sam and Chantel. Oh, you guys got lucky. I'm pull you guys up here after your honeymoon. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get you. Welcome back. We always we always have the the husband and the wives that come back uh, pre married right after their wedding and their honeymoon to come up and tell us how fun it was and and how good God is and stuff like that. Okay, we'll get you guys next week. Okay. Um, so, anyways, um, the distortion of what's happening in the modern landscape with this aspect of a woman. And and while we concentrate very heavily because we hold man responsible. And God does for all things. Man is ultimately responsible for what is transpiring, uh, transpiring upon the earth. But this component of woman, as I see how the devil uh, has strategically assaulted and distorted and defamed and slandered uh, what a woman is, um, 
he's he's setting all things on a tailspin um, at at degrees that that are profound. Um, this this is not only the the devil's strategy for the last days. Um, I believe that unbeknownst to man, um, that that he assaulted the first woman uh, with the lasting effect of stigma. Um, he would mark her as the responsible party uh, for the demise of, of God's purpose upon the earth when the devil approached the woman and bre- begins a conversation. Um, and, and so this conversation is a communication back and forth. And, and then you know what God says. And uh, he said not to touch uh, any tree. And, and so this dialogue here, um, I, I want to suggest, and, and so... Um, this is kind of easy, you know, don't talk to the devil. That's a great start. You know, just don't converse with the devil and, and you will win most of your battle. In other words, the thoughts that come into your life that are infecting you, that are, you know, causing you to move. I don't think that the woman, the first woman had an intention to destroy man or humanity uh, or God's purpose upon the earth. I really think that she was acting on the faculties of her nature to help. So she was helping Adam, and, and that's why she approached, that's why she conversed, that why, that's why she moved in that direction. So the women, um, don't talk to the devil, and, and obviously don't move in the direction of any thoughts that are not clearly the commandment of the Lord. And so that, that actually is what a godly woman does. She wants to know the counsel of God um, because she is to uh, uh, assist and, and, and partake in, in this a union with man called marriage and with this uh, resulting family with children, uh, a woman um, needs to have the clarity of what God has spoken to the family because she will confirm, she will affirm, she will encourage the fulfillment of God and, and not be like in the book of Acts, uh, the wife of this man who had a plot to lie to the Holy Spirit and, and to say, hey, you know, we, we sold the property, but we didn't give the proceeds or we gave all of it. And it was a lie. And she was carried out with her husband and she died. Um, possibly if she was a godly wife, she would have, she would have said, you know, honey, you, you're on this on your own. If you're going to walk contrary to the Holy Spirit, if you're going to walk a lie, uh, consider yourself so low. You know, Han Solo, you're flying alone, my friend. I'm not going to participate with you uh, going contrary to the voice of the Spirit of God. And so um, that's where a woman is redeemed. That, that when a woman begins to um, be conformed to the image of the initial original creation, um, that, that is the, uh, I want to say, the, the weapon uh, of choice that God has given men to overcome. A wise woman, and and I, I feel really bad for men who judge their women based on their uh, on their body attraction or their outward appearance, and not the inner character of fearing God. Uh, the Bible says that that is the maximum expression of beauty 
a woman who fears the Lord. She is to be greatly valued and praised. Um, I haven't got one amen all morning here. No, that's fine. Listen to me. I understand we're in a culture of non-Christian environment. People don't believe the word of God. We have Mr. Powell here. Praise the Lord, sir. Thank you for being here. And, and you have a lovely uh, prospect here. And you can shout amen whenever you feel it applies. I, I know it doesn't apply yet, but that's fine. We're, we're getting there. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I want, see, I'll tell you why I, I talk like this. Because the world... When we're talking about the world, the influence of ungodly culture is trashing women with all the relentless fury of hell because he knows that she is the key. She's the key that God created to help man. And, and, and God gave her this title and he says, um, let's start at the beginning, I'm sorry. Um, as we consider these verses, I'm going to try and go very quickly um, but deep also so that we uh, capture this entire thing. Uh, the beginning of this stigma is a distortion and a slander of the, um, the, the substance of what God created, the foreseeable future over women's role in contemporary home and church is the hallmark of, of this function and existence, uh, and the devil wants to twist marriage and he wants to twist family, and he wants to twist society and ministry. Uh, the intensity of the devil's assault continues as an unrelenting attack on the women to levels of painstaking confusion and chaos. So we need the church. I'm talking to the church this morning. You need to be a strong voice, a compelling voice, a strategic voice of God upon the earth. What has God said about woman? A man needs woman in order to fulfill and accomplish God's glory upon the earth. Uh, it's already been established. We're not going to do this solo. And we're not going to do this alone. If we're going to achieve God's purpose upon the earth, we need a woman to flourish and to be a victorious champion uh, so that her counterpart, her husband, and the father of the family is able to enjoy this relationship. Um, in the last week, I'm, I gotta say, it, I gotta be transparent. I've seen men that have not received sex from their wives, and these are the most miserable men upon the earth. Cricket, okay. Um, I didn't even get one amen, but but I know that the men are suffering. But listen, that's fine. You know. You're, you're cursing your, your marriage if you're a woman who's playing around with, with this component. Byron understood, and he didn't even speak English. Um, <clears throat> I take everything here super serious. We're, we're going to hit these things. And, and all the single people are rejoicing for the time to come. All right. Um, but these are, these are spiritual battles and and we cannot ignore what the bible instructs for us to address everything that's bringing our destruction um, and and we just suffer just as bad as the people in the world do because they do not understand the patterns of of living a victorious life and and a joyful existence um, the evidence of a victorious champion is when there's a woman 
that is a powerful counterweight in these affairs. Uh, ultimately, the man is always responsible for his wife, his marriage, his children. He's been given the mandate of responsibility to take care of this woman that God has given him. Um, you know, it's not only his wife. I want to discuss that we're responsible for our daughters because she is a woman. And, and your uh, diminished capacity to understand the plight of your responsibility allows for your daughter to have a horrible existence upon the earth. Um, she is your sister. That's another woman. And your relationship with her, not only your wife, but a woman who's a sister, has a component of your responsibility to care for her and to uh, address her needs. Um, your mom, your bride, your spouse, the mother of your children, the Samaritan woman, uh, in the case of John chapter 4, where uh, Jesus approaches a woman and addresses the depth of the concerns of her heart, and this woman is able to deliver an entire city. The whole city got saved because one woman got healed. And so our, our responsibility as a church is to make sure that every woman flourishes, that every woman is healed. Or like T.D. Jakes would say, Woman, thou art loose. Let the devil take all the crap out of your life so that you might flourish in the purpose of God at the centerpiece of man's existence with family and with filling the earth with the glory of God. Uh, women are essential in the accomplishment of God's task for man upon the earth uh, without which it's not going to even come close. There's some men that are so ungodly, they're so unfaithful, have no faith, they're scared of women. It's like, no, please don't make me. I don't want to. This thing scares a wife, 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 wife. Having a wife scares me. Yeah, you know why? Because she's going to hold you accountable. I had one man come into my office a couple of months ago. He says, I don't know what's wrong with this woman. She thinks she's the sheriff. <laughs> and thus the song, I shot the sheriff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, a wife will keep you accountable, my friend. They're, they are wonderful machines. Uh, they have an expression of accountability. Um, and if you drop the ball, you're a dead duck. Um, but notwithstanding... Um, we see how the devil attacks Eve in Genesis chapter 3. And we see how uh, the Bible says she's deceived and brings great uh, disruption in the garden. They're cast out of the garden. The husband uh, follows her in that regard. And the children now have animosity. And there's competition and rebellion and disobedience upon the earth. Uh, the seed and sin of one man contaminated the whole world we could call that episode the fall the fall is seen uh, later in, in genesis chapter 19 where there's another disruption of a family lot and his wife she turns into a pillar of salt uh, only has daughters the daughters lay with their father to have offspring 
Thus, the, the tribes of Moab and Amnon, uh, enemy tribes to the purpose of God upon the earth, um, all these things taking place within the context of family. Um, from the beginning, the disparity, uh, I've had men talk to me and says, I don't listen to my wife because she's a woman. And I'm like, you are an imbecile. This is just plain, you know, I, I didn't know if it was, uh, he was so back in the woods that he, f he didn't understand or he, he's some type of twisted, I mean, to tell me that, that you don't listen to your wife because she's a woman uh, really strips me of understanding the depth of your ignorance because Genesis chapter 1 and um, verse 20 uh, seven, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. What's it say? My friend, you're on the same footing of the image and likeness of God with your counterpart, the woman. Don't ever let the devil. Um, I like the way I'm speaking. I'm not yelling this morning. How pleasant. Oh, I want a pastor like that. That's just, Pastor, so eloquent, so soft-spoken. If you've come here for the first time, you're like, wow. Finally, a preacher that doesn't scream. I never scream. <laughs> Only when I'm preaching. Um, no, but see, we got to start here. In the beginning, God created them, male and female. He created them. Um, so the same footing of man and woman there in creation so that you p just dispose of stupidity to put your wife in a lesser existence of disposition or understanding. Uh, well, my wife doesn't understand because she's a woman. All these assaults are straight from the pit of hell. I got all the women to say amen there. Um, because the fascinating nature of God's creation is phenomenal. I, I, I quit... Um, even on the first, Yvette was an A student in all her classes. She was like that starlight expression of, of A's. And, and, and I was like dumber than a doornail. So for me, it was not difficult to understand this. I was an F student. She was an A student. So she rocked the house and she would lead the home. But no, God says, you're the head. I put her there to help you, like it says there in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, where it says... Uh, it's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to create, say with me, it's not good that man should be alone. If you don't have this on the forefront of your forehead, you're an imbecile. This says you need your wife. Okay? Because I, I have, my office is filled for decades of men coming in uh, wanting to tell me how, what a bright idea it is for them to dispose of their wives. And so you have to understand that I read it in context with uh, man should not be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. Uh, I will make for him a helper comparable to him. And so that's what God was looking for. And that's what God provided. And for all the men who have ever told me that, uh, and, and that's funny because I will tell them, listen, um, I don't know you, but I know that the best thing that ever happened to you in your poor existence was the day that you found your wife. 
Ah, see, they're getting brownie points now. Uh, <clears throat> but this is God, and, and this is not religion, this is reality. This is God uh, supplying man with what he would need. And I, I, I garner from this particular verse that God was saying he needs something that I will give him and provide for him that will guarantee his success, his champ, becoming a champion. He wasn't going to do it alone. And, and God created the woman and fashioned her in that regard. Now, for all of those of you who question what God had done and whatnot, uh, and created them men and male and female, uh, Genesis 131 says that as God inspected what he had created, created them male and female, he said it was very good. Indeed, it was, say with me, very good. So the, the, that, that expression of what God has provided is never uh, thwarted and diminished. It's very good. And, and you should confess it. Uh, it's a good thing that God has given us a wife, a woman. It's a good thing that God has created. Uh, again, the assault on women um, comes at levels that the devil's plan in the last days is if I get to distort what a woman is and the substance of her existence, then I could mess up man severely, mess up children um, and then we have a mess on our hands. So um, there it was that uh, Genesis 2 and verse um, 21, God caused man to fall into deep sleep and he slept and he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh at that place and uh, the rib which God had taken from man, he fashioned and formed a woman and he brought her to man and he introduced them. And Adam says, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Um, I can keep accountability of who I am by asking the woman. I can go and check my inventory and dispose of any sentiment I have by simply asking my wife, how am I doing? Where, where is it that I need to adjust and improve and move in the proper direction some men tell the wife listen i want you to shut up the rest of my life i don't want to peep i don't want to i don't want you to say anything and these are cursed men upon the earth these are foolish men upon the earth um, the accountability of your trajectory is a benefit to you. It's a gift of God. Satan's plan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The fall of man caused him to, to uh, distort and confuse this chaos. Um, uh, the first order of God's economy for a man uh, to understand the value of a woman is Proverbs 31.10. He says, this woman, I have gifted you, her worth, her value surpasses the, the price of precious stones. Her worth is far above rubies, far, far above. I, I don't know how you value your wife. I don't know how you uh, consider her worth, but you're a fool if you don't understand her to be your greatest asset and gift of God and assurance of great prosperity in relationship with 
this woman. Um, the, the example that God gives us is there in Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, address uh, your wives with the highest priority of uh, unselfish care. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. And he gave himself entirely over to her. And so this is, uh, I, I really believe that the prosperity for men is in relationship with how they connect with their wives. And to the degree that you find it unbearable and disgusting and it's, it's, it's an accountability you do not desire, um, you'll never be stretched to grow to another expression of who you are as a man uh, without a woman at your side. Um, last week as uh, Pastor Richie was sharing that he doesn't understand women because they decorate bathrooms and bathrooms are just a place to go take a dump. That shows you how men are limited in their understanding. And thank God for decorated bathrooms. Um, Okay, I'm, I'm not going to share my testimony because it's along the same lines. When we were rebuilding our house, Yvette wanted to decorate our shower. So she got this beautiful tile and she says, I want to design. I said, no design. I go in there to take a bath. I don't go in there to watch tile. Um, so that was similar, similar. You know, I won't say it goes to the, I'm not as old as Richie. Maybe when I get older then, but, but you know, we don't understand what God fashioned in a woman that wants to decorate the shower with tiles uh, that are very expensive uh, compared to just going with just white tile where there's no decoration and you just take a shower as fast as you can. They taught us as children, uh, take a shower like a sailor, you know, just go in and out. So we don't spend time in there doing shampoo and all this stuff. We're in and out. Um, okay, that's neither here nor there. Decorate your bathrooms because that's the wisdom of God. And all the women say Amen. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, so I had grown up in a house with a real strong, ignorant dad with respect to not having Jesus in his heart. So all the walls were always white. So when I got married, my house was going to be all white, not Yvette. Yvette was going to find 50 shades of every different color and ask me what I thought. And I was like not prepared for that. But, um, okay, we'll move on. That's Christ gives himself for the church understanding, understanding the component of added worth and value in that relationship. Um, anybody who depletes uh, this understanding, the Bible actually says that you're cursing yourself. In Ephesians 5, verse 29, he says, husbands should uh, obligate themselves to their wives, uh, for no one has ever hated, that's a strong word, you haters there, uh, hated their own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. Those two words are cultivate. Allow them to flourish. Allow them to have a, a place uh, of existence, of voice, just as the Lord does the church. No one's ever hated his own flesh, but those men... Um, this translation says, even so husbands should love and be morally obligated to love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. 
And so there, there is a key issue as to why women are so assaulted. There's so many miserable men. Don't say amen right now. But there's so many men that are so down on their self-esteem that what they do to the woman is a reflection of their stupidity, their, uh, their uh, depression. They, 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 they have to treat their wives as trash because that's the value of how they consider themselves. And so that makes for a horrible existence. I got to hurry up. First um, Corinthians eleven seven says, a woman is a reflection of man's glory. A woman is uh, as a man, for a man indeed ought not to cover his own head since he is uh, made according to the image of the glory of God. But a woman is the glory of man. So if you have a diminished capacity of who you are, you want your wife to walk in that diminished capacity, she wasn't created to not carry uh, top-notch. I'm not talking about through the roof crazy um, uh, beautification process. The word beautification means uh, uh, just mind-blowingly attractive. And, and I've had men who have never bought a single accessory to their wives. There, there hasn't been an exterior accessory called a flower. They haven't purchased a flower to their wives. I've never bought them, you know, uh, a pair of shoes or a dress or uh, go to the beauty salon. Go and, and get yourself beautiful. Um, it's, it's the total mind uh, of ignorance in the light of what we see God do with his bride. He surrendered, uh, verse 20, Ephesians. You guys got this one, right? Which is, he, she is the glory of man. She reflects his expression of existence. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 28. And goes on to say that, um, we just read that one. Verse 27. It says, he presented himself to her. He surrendered himself that he might present, say with me, present, introduce to himself a glorious church. A glorious church. And, and nobody has taught us in previous generations how to beautify and decorate this incredible wife. I had a friend of mine who's been pastored for 20 years, one of the largest churches in his country, and his wife came up to me and says, hey, buddy, why don't you talk to your little disciple here? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's never even bought me a wedding band. They had been married for 20 years, had adult children. But she was stripped of her beauty because this guy was an orphan. He didn't know he had to decorate his wife. I said, well, I don't know what's going on with your husband, but come and look at my wife. Come and look at my wife so you can see an expression of my character. I'm going to say like, well, it the moon says, this is way over your head right now. <laughs> yeah, my preaching is better than your amens. <laughs> but, but we're just scratching the surface and I've run out of time. But I, I want to press into this and, and, and for you to begin to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I haven't shown. I love the testimony. Um, we have a family here at the church and it was gonna be the mother's birthday and the father had forgotten. And the oldest boy was about eight years old 
And he said like this to his dad. He says, dad, I can't wait for tomorrow. He goes, what's happening tomorrow? It's mom's birthday. And he's like, oh, yeah, mom's birthday. And you got her something, right? Uh, no, I was waiting for you and I to go and pick it out. <laughs> because a child is learning from how his father treats his mom to understand how he will grow up and take care of that woman God gives him. And when you have men that don't know how to do this, you have sons that don't have a clue. And, and so when we talk about these things, we're not bashing men and, and we're not trying to disparage and criticize. We're trying to say, listen, if the devil has a strategy in the last days to corrupt and distort what a woman is, we, the salt of the earth, are going to counterbalance that stupidity and we're going to walk in the wisdom of God. And we're going to tell the world, we will lead by example. We will show you that we understand not the disbalance and imbalance of everything distorted that the devil does, but that, that we walk in intentionality with, with purpose to present unto ourselves a wife, no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be without blemish, holy. The sacredness of this relationship is not for you to disparage and trash. It's not for you to allow the devil to move you with emotions and sentiments to corrupt and poison your well that you're to be drinking out of. Um, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this word. We pray, Father, that in the coming days we are able to press a little bit further into these things and consider that we are the church. We are the bride. We are the ones that are the recipient of the groom's love. We pray, Father God, that we might be a compelling voice in the last days for the plight of women upon the earth. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Um, you are dismissed. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. God bless you.